sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith. And we are right here with Making a Difference Every Day. And we bring you greetings today from the SORT headquarters and from our broadcast here. We're so delighted to have you along with us. And we look forward to every day just spending some time with the Word of God. In fact, today we're going to do session two on a little series that we're doing about the Word of God. Sometimes in our society, people are looking to everything but the right thing. They're looking to their peers, they're looking to philosophers, they're looking to current events, they're looking here, looking there. But so often it's like looking down into a deep, dark hole where there is no bottom to it, there's nothing to be drawn out of it. And I'm just telling you, dear friends, in our modern world, in our society, there is one infallible source that you can depend on, and that is the Word of God, the Bible. It's not like any other religious book. It's not like any other book on the library shelves. It is, in fact, something so very special that it is entirely unique. Yesterday on the broadcast, we looked at that question in Jeremiah chapter 37, where King Zedekiah asked the prophet Jeremiah, Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah just pointedly said, There is. He was not long-winded. He didn't take time to just dress it up. When the question came, Is there any word from the Lord? Very pointedly, he said, oh yes, there is a word from the Lord. And I'm glad to tell you today that because we have the Bible, we have word from the Lord. It's word that'll help you with your family. It'll help you with your business. It'll help you with your church. It'll help you with your personal life. Everything you need in terms of ideology, everything you need in terms of eternal truth, everything that you need in terms of just practical day-to-day -day advice you can find in the Bible. I told you yesterday the Bible's inspired. God inspired it fully and verbally, that is, the words are inspired. It is inerrant. There are no errors in the Bible. It is absolutely to the point, specific, and pointedly true. And what I mean by that is it's reliable in every sense of the word because it is altogether unique. So let me just continue to talk to you about some of the characteristics of the Bible. Not only is it inspired, inerrant, infallible, but it's also immutable. That term simply means it's not susceptible to change. Now, I know some of the new versions of the Bible, they have changed some things. And let me give you just one example. There's a word in the Greek New Testament. It's the word hyma. It's the word blood. And some of the new versions of the Bible have changed that to the word death. And they have done that on purpose. And it's not the word for death at all, but it is the word for blood. And whenever we look at passages in the Bible where that word hyma occurs, it ought to be blood and not death. Now, you say, what's the difference? Well, I think there's quite a bit of difference. If you uh, poke me with a pen and draw blood, that's one thing. But if you poke me hard enough with that pen and uh, take my life, I think you would find that to be quite a different kind of thing. So blood is one thing, death is another. And if the word is supposed to be blood, let's leave it alone. Don't tamper with it. And I'm just simply telling you, the word of God is not susceptible to change. 
It is immutable. And if somebody messes with it, they're violating things that God says they ought not to violate because he tells us don't tamper with his word. Not only that, but let me use another word here about the Bible. It is immeasurable. That is, it is so vast, so limitless. I mean, you can read the Bible again and again and again, and you will not, in any sense of the word, exhaust the resources that you have in front of you. I'm just simply telling you, so many times I have looked at a text and I've said, I know that, I've memorized that, and it speaks to my heart. Many times when I stand in front of an audience or when I come here to this microphone for the radio broadcast, I open up the Bible and I read some passage that is totally familiar. And I'm just telling you, you cannot bleed it dry. You cannot look at it and just say, hey, I got that. I got all of it. There's nothing more in it. And let me give you a little illustration on that. Several years ago, while I was still in the pastorate, as I was for a long time, I announced to our church that I was going to preach in a summer series of messages. I had worked up 12 messages from Psalm 23. Now, you probably are aware Psalm 23 has only six verses. It's one of the most famous passages in all of the Bible. But I had 12 messages laid out on those six verses. I announced them in advance, printed the topics in the Sunday bulletin, and I started on it. And before I finished those 12 messages, I found other things that I had not included in my original plan. And so over the years... Folks, listen, you hardly have difficulty believing this. But over the years, I have now preached 23 separate messages just from Psalm 23. And I'm telling you, you just can't believe the Bible. I'm not sure that yet that I've preached everything out of that that I should. I think probably there's more things yet. I'm telling you, the Bible is beyond measurement. It is a big book, and you and I need to make a big to-do about it. In fact, I want to say just a word about all of this because... The fact is, a lot of people do not grasp just how immeasurable, just how big it is. And a part of the reason for that is, is because they are not discerning spiritually as they need to. And here's the deal on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So if you're having trouble just looking at the Bible and saying, oh man, I don't think that makes any sense to me at all. There's one of two things going on. Number one, you may not be saved at all. If you are not born again, I understand why you don't understand the Bible. On the other hand, if you are saved and the Bible just doesn't make any sense to you, and if you are just sitting there fidgeting in your seat at church on Sunday and hoping that the preacher will get finished and get the message over with quickly, it may be because of carnality in your life. This passage talks about spiritually discerning things, and you can't spiritually discern if you don't have some spiritual things going on in your life. You need to let the Lord work in your life. You need to listen to Him. You need to build your life in the kind of a way so that the spiritual man develops. And as the spiritual man develops and grows in Christ, that spiritual discernment will come. It's no wonder to me that people argue. It's no wonder to me that people are always wanting to
willing to throw this out and to throw that out and to trim out certain things. It's no wonder that some of the Bible publishers have left verses out of the Bible because they are not spiritually discerning people. They do not have the spiritual qualifications for that. So I'm just simply telling you, this book that is inspired is also immeasurable. And uh, the fact is, let me use another I word here about it, it's impenetrable as well. And what I mean by that is no human mind can contain it all. It is untouched by argument. It is untouched by sentiment. In fact, when people try to destroy the Bible, they simply are destroying themselves. It's like taking a small hammer and beating on an anvil in the blacksmith shop. You can beat on that anvil until the hammer is totally gone, and that anvil will still be right there. And the Bible is like an anvil. I'm telling you, it endures the critics. It endures whatever things that people do to try to diminish it or destroy it. And it's just that deep a book. It's that good a book. It's that strong a book. And you and I just need to know it's going to survive. And we ought to get the book into our heart, into our mind, and let it do what it can do for us. There's another I word that I mention here, and that's the word impervious. And that just simply means something that's not capable of being impacted or affected by whatever we have said. Now, I may look at the Bible, you might look at the Bible, somebody else might look at the Bible, and they would say, oh boy, I've got a problem with this, or I've got a problem with that. You may become a really loud-mouthed critic about the Bible, but I want you to know something. When God speaks, His Word is pure, His Word is true, and you can count on it. One of the ways that I like to express that is you can depend on it so much, you can go to the bank, make the deposit, write a check anytime you want to, and that is the way it works on the bank of heaven. The Bible says the Word of God is quick, it's sharp, it's powerful, like a two-edged sword, and I'm telling you, dear friends, you cannot tamper with it and get by. If you deny it, you're going to find yourself denied. If you let it gather dust, you're going to wish that you'd opened it and used it because it is something that is so wonderfully powerful. God speaks, and when he does, you can depend on what he has to say. It's good for you. It'll help you, and I want you to know that it illumines us. That's another I word I'm just using here. It's just a good, simple list of things that we talk about the Bible, the illuminating word. It explains what we cannot understand otherwise. The natural man doesn't have understanding. The carnal man doesn't have the understanding that he needs and oftentimes doesn't want understanding. Many times man in his natural thinking or in his carnal thinking likes philosophy and likes psychology, but doesn't like the truth of the Word of God but I want you to know, and here's one more word, it's the immortal Word of God. The Bible says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall abide forever. Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall not pass away. Dear friends, whatever the case, whatever the situation in your life, whatever circumstances you're in these days, the Bible is the Word of God and it's there for you. The fact is, whether you're up on the mountain or down in the valley, whether we're in good times or bad times, whatever is going on in your life, the Word of God has something for you that will help you, and it'll get you through the day. It'll get you through the valley. It will get you from where you are to where you need to be. And because I can say that with full assurance, because we know exactly, like we've been saying here, the Bible is 
the Word of God. And God's Word is always reliable. It's always authentic. It is always available for us. I like that little song that we sing sometimes. We teach the children to sing it. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, dear friends, it is the wonderful Word of God that we hold dear and precious to us. And that's why we look back again to Jeremiah 37, when that old king said to the prophet of God, is there any word from the Lord? Jeremiah could say, there is. And I want to say to you today, dear friend, wherever that you are in life, you may have come this far and nobody may have explained to you that Jesus died on the cross and that he arose from the grave to pay your sin debt and to purchase salvation for you. But I'm telling you, there's a word from the Lord about that. He did indeed do all of that. He did it for you. And if you're willing to put your faith, your trust in him and call upon him and tell him that you're trusting him, he is willing to forgive you of your sin admit you to the family of God. I mean, birth you into the family of God and then reserve a place for you in heaven when you die. Dear friends, I'm telling you, all of that's in the Bible. And it's so exciting for me to have the opportunity to report that to you and to let you know that God loves you that much. You know, a lot of the religions of the world are built around hatred. They're built around fear. But in relation to the word of God, sure, we ought to have a fear of God in the sense of a holy awe for him. But I'm telling you, with that awe of God, we need to lift our eyes up toward him. And when we do, we're going to see a loving father who wants to save us and who will save us, who will make us one of his children. You say, how can you be sure about all of that? I can be sure about it because we have the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of the living God. And that is the case that I make to you today. Now, I have some more things for you tomorrow on the broadcast about the Word of God. So I hope you'll join me then. In the meantime, do check us out at our website at swordofthelord.com. We have a lot of interesting things there for you. And at the same time, I want you to write to me. Let me know that you hear the broadcast and the station that you listen to. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and I trust that you'll do so right away. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.